It was last Tuesday when she came flopping through my door, totally, irresistibly, boneless. Said her skeleton had walked out on her, took her tibia, and disappeared. Now, I'm not one to say no to a gal in a bone bind, but this case, this case calls for an expert. It's oops, all necromancers. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and with me at the table are Bug, Finny, Seder Druid, traveling through a burn-up land, learning from a burn-up man. C, Madame L, half-elf bard, phantom-flinging fancy lady. And Bree. Soren Dahl, hobgoblin necromancer, death meadow stan, and sad little man. <laughs> Fantastic. So... Before we get back into it with the recap and whatnot, is there anything we want to plug? Yes. On February 18th and 19th, we will be in Peoria, Illinois at the Northwoods Mall for QuadCon. Uh, It's the same convention that we did in Springfield, but in Peoria. And we'll have our dice, and we'll have dice bags, and... We'll have the unnamed, all-knowing skeleton head. There's going to be a lot of pop culture items and products there. Uh, Certainly enough to appease your innermost nerd. Also cosplay. There's going to be cosplay. Everyone loves cosplay. Come on. You love it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll probably dress up as something. I don't know. I've got, you know, my dumb sans undertale hoodie now. Hell yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) I guess come... Look at me, and I'll close one eye, and you can go, wow, it's Sans Undertale, but as a human. <laughs> wow, they put skin on the guy. Weirdly enough, though, you, uh, that actually makes sense for you. <laughs> it all, it could... Sans Undertale? Don't know. Never played the game. Just know the it blue does. boy, and I've seen uh, Tumblr lose their minds and be extremely horny for a skeleton. I've never put two and two together, huh? <laughs> yeah, also, I'm going to plug one thing which is Wizards, the concept of Wizards, not Wizards of the Coast, for various reasons. Gotta say it, sorry. They, yeah, whatever, all that bullshit. I'm sure you know about the OGL, whatever. Um, Paizo rules, just saying. But do go to Google, type in Wizards, just look at the pictures. So many cool wizards up there. <laughs> I would like to plug um, whale sharks. Wonderful. They're beautiful and huge and really good to look at. Uh, so yeah, anyway, let's uh, go ahead and get into that recap. Last time in the woods of Nithraxil, Soren had another dream meeting with the Darkness Vonastor, which went well, all things considered. After a quick breakfast of ravens, a horrid discovery was made. The horses had been compromised. Surely that won't come back to bite our brave adventurers in the neck. Carnivorous horses notwithstanding, the party decided to make their way to the next town, Grushtal. Along the way, they met the gnome, the myth, the legend, 
Bidbor Deathmeadow, patron of Deathmeadow Farms and premier burnup farmer. Though met with some suspicion, the party decided to form up a convoy and keep on rolling towards Krustal. A wise decision, as Bidbor held his own when the party was ambushed by the local flora, which was vanquished after a few flubs and teamwork, and that is where we are now. So as the last of the horrible things are vanquished, Bidbor turns to Lucky Guys and goes, I told you these goddamn woods gave me the heebie-jeebies. Fucking plants coming out of the woodworks and trying to kill me and my sweet, sweet mules. It's horrible. I can't say I've ever had a plant attack me before. Normally they, they like, love me. Oh, yeah, sure. Your kid all right? I don't know that plants have feelings, but... Yes, they do. Well, okay, some burn-ups when they get real big, sure, but... Soren's just gonna cough up a little bit of blood. (laughs) (laughs) You you all okay? You need to have a breather for a minute there, or...? Yes. I reckon it's about lunchtime, so... Madame L would like to kind of survey the area now that these things are gone, like... Mm Because we're still in the middle of, like, a dark forest, a dark, scary forest. Yeah. Okay having a peek and seeing what you can see and whoever wants to can roll that yeah let's just say nine plus one a ten for me 14 on the dice plus perception 115 uh yeah i mean it seems fine it's still dark spooky forest there's you know something screaming far in the okay. distance uh <laughs> wolves howling that that standard thing but like that's been going on for a while just intermittently (laughs) something will scream (laughs) well at this point yes well okay you guys are probably fine to hang out Mm -hmm. groon slumps down by the side of the wagon yes mr death meadow i think it would be okay if we take a bit of a breather here uh, I'm gonna go ahead and roll some of my hit dice and also yeah. use my arcane recovery. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Grun is also going to do that because, uh, he's at half health. Okay. Well, are we all I am patched up? beefed up. Mm-hmm. I've been just rolling around in the dirt, spreading dirt all over me. I put dirt in my hair. I, I put a little in my mouth. I gargle it, spit it out. Soren is laying inside of the wagon with, like, his handkerchief over his fucking face, not moving. Uh, (laughs) holds up speaking to no one. Finny holds up a handful of dirt at everyone and is like, You want some? It really helps. It helps with what? Everything. The (laughs) (laughs) cure-all. I don't... (laughs) Noah, I'm I'm good. I've really taken a lack into these burn-ups. Kind of meaty, you know? And Groon is just biting full on into a raw burn-up. <laughs> he goes face first. It's the best part. Uh, yeah, during that short rest, uh, Bidbor just sort of puts his hands on the giant burn-up in the uh, middle of his wagon and seems to be quietly mumbling to himself. Um, can I roll um, <laughs> a, a, a burn-up yeah, can scope I, burn-up Can I check? hear him? Can I try to listen and hear what he's oh, saying? Oh, yeah! Yeah, can I use my uh, feet? Oh, yeah, ah. Soren's powerful. Yes, you can read lips. Yeah. What the fuck is this man uh, saying? Sure. Do you know? Hold on, I gotta look up the, the muffin language. Man? The muffin man! <laughs> I'm simply not paying attention to you guys. <laughs> it's fine, we're just quoting Shrek. <laughs> no, I know. 
while Soren is trying to check out and and lip read, Madame Al, I think, is just rolling her eyes at this, just just kind of treating it as another Nithraxian oddity, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, all, just all of some these, more country bumpkin all bullshit. Of, all of these country bumpkins talking to their root vegetables. God damn it. <laughs> so, one, first of all, Soren, do you know Sylvan? No. Absolutely okay. not. I do. All right, give me a perception check, Finny. But I don't know that I know it. I just sometimes Correct. can occasionally understand you, things, and I'm like, what the fuck? You understand it, yes. You have a bardic inspiration. I do. Yeah, roll a d6 and add it. 25. <laughs> Hot Jesus. Um, <laughs> Hot Jesus. Sweet and spicy, savory, mommy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hidden fifth flavor of Jesus, umami. Umami. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so fucking stupid. So I forget that you guys can do things and understand things, and I really should be more cognizant of that, huh? So the gist of what you get is it seems to be a beseechment of various courts that are listed. You hear uh, the summer court listed, something called the gloaming court, someone referred to as the prince of fools, what? that kind of thing. Oh, so like he's like try he's like blessing it more to more like a a prayer. Okay. okay, he's asking it for protection, kind of. Yes, kind of. Gotcha. Uh, protection to uh, restore his vitality, that kind of thing. Okay. That's the gist of it. Gotcha. Uh, and sometimes he is just sort of uh, wordlessly humming. Okay. <laughs> That's how he got the burnip so big. I respect your traditions, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys uh, get back on the road, feeling a bit healthier. Had a little little rest, and let's see what other incomprehensible horrors you guys interact oh, with. Oh God! I forgot to. Ma- I want to use the spell slot. Okay, false life. Oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> As you guys are going along. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me perception checks? Actually, tell me your passive perception. Okay. Uh, 14 for me. 16 for me. A 10 yep. for me. Okay. Hush. What? <laughs> this is good, and also, thank you, Scrambles, for being a voice actor. As you guys are going along, you see on the left-hand side of a road three cats staring at you out of the darkness. Oh! And one (gasps) opens up its mouth and meows a little bit. They seem to just be watching you. Uh, They're all jet black cats. Mm -hmm. um, And you do notice that their canine teeth are slightly larger than usual. That's cute. Hi, kitties. Finny does the kitties. Kitties, kitties. Uh, Go ahead and roll me an animal handling. All righty. It's kind of fucking weird, isn't it? Are those house cats? Where's the house? And he starts looking around. 23. Uh, 23, yeah. <laughs> All three cats come up to you. Um, Where is Finny situated? Were you walking um, beside? Or are you on the front? Or I think I was just walking, like skipping next to the... Yeah, they come up to you and start rubbing up against your legs. I give oh. them little pats and scritches on the head. But I make sure that Wallace and Thaddeus are hidden in my cloak. Can I perceive hmm. these cats? Is there like, can I do a cat investigation? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm going to do perception checks for the cats. This is oh. this is Soren's second cat investigation of the campaign. Uh, okay, oh, I the did first... one before. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, in the uh, alleyway behind the bar, wasn't it? Yes. Well, I got a fucking one, so... They're cats. So, as you are petting these cats, they sort of stand up a bit on their hind legs and start pawing at your cloak, and their eyes get big. <laughs> and they start oh. meowing insistently. Uh, Finny realizes what is happening and is like, Oh, no, 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 sorry, gotta go, and 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 um, hops up next to whoever's in the driver's. That'd be Groon. Okay, yeah. Hops up next to Groon. Don't make no goddamn sense. What? Why are these cats out here? I don't trust it. Never seen, like, cats? Just... We're in a forest, Finny. But they're just feral cats. You say so. Yeah. And he uh, slaps the reins and you guys continue along. (laughs) We'll say, Soren, you'd notice. Bidbor looks at the cats because they're still sort of standing by the side of the road and they stare at him and then they all simultaneously hiss and run off. Mm. Oh. oh. I think Madame L probably would have seen that too because she's, she's sitting in the back of the wagon oh, kind yeah. of hanging her feet down. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, not much of a cat person, Bidbor? Yeah, I don't know. It's, maybe it's the burn-up stink on me. I don't not really certain. Could be. But yeah, you guys make the rest of your journey uh, with no problem. Probably about another hour later, uh, you hear the sounds of a town as you round a bend in this forest and see a fairly large uh, walled town with like a full-on, you know, 15-foot-tall wall with a gate that your road is leading up to, uh, and a large sign that reads, Welcome to Grushtal, the town that never sleeps. Population 6,713 and counting. And the population display is a ticker that as people go through the gate, uh, there's only one or two other wagons ahead of you. And as they enter, it ticks up to 6,715. And mm. then you see, before anyone else enters, it takes back down to 607,014. <laughs> Does the forest open up directly into the town, or is there, like, farmland around it? Uh, there is farmland, um, but it is... I, I would say you guys are probably good mm, 300 feet out or so, and obviously the forest starts to trim down as you're heading this way, and your trail continues towards forest, whatever. Um, Madame L, before we get too close to the town and in a hushed tone so Bidor can't hear, I, mm-hmm. she'll say, All right, everyone, I am afraid that we might have made ourselves a little too known in Grishtal, so I think it would be best if we keep our identities a secret here. Do we all agree on this? Uh, certainly, yes. Well, I guess if I have to. Yep. I will uh, go by the same little ruse that I pulled on the, the guards outside of Helvetir, that I'm here to, to sell some textiles and finery, and that will be my shtick for our time here, I believe. And I'm your apprentice. Right, yes. And a clown. And a clown? And a clown. What? Wait, I thought we were giving that part up. No. Yeah, no clown. No, what? no clowns. Wait, what? N- not clowns. Can't be clowns Why here. Why can't I be a clown apprentice? You keep the clown in your in your heart. <clears throat> uh, 
Okay, fine. Just an apprentice, then. That was always the clown's slogan. Keep the clown in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Soren, what are you? Just a normal guy. <clears throat> and I'm a dwarf. Let me get this. You're just a normal guy, and he's <clears throat> just a dwarf? Yep. Positively normal. Madam L, I think they need some help. <laughs> okay, well, here's the issue. Um, Finnegan, have you ever s- seen me um, attempt to lie? Just make up a fake name. That's all you need to do. It's not that hard. Yeah. Here, I'll give you one. Um, burn Burno. Burno Burno. What a grand name. Yeah. Yeah. No, um... Um, uh, uh, what, um, um, Silas, (laughs) Silas Burno, that's a great name, hmm? Silas Burno. And I'll be Moon. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Why? They'd never guess that my name is actually Groon. Why the hell not, hmm? Okay, uh, so what's, uh, so, so I'm... Hello, I'm Silas. And you are? I'm Finny. (laughs) Wait, the kid's name is still Finny? What? (laughs) Just, uh, we'll call you Finn. That's good enough, hmm, Finnegan? Wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Finn. That's a um, weird way to say that, kid. Don't do that. And we've got Moon. And, um, what yep. will we be calling you, uh, madam? Why, I am Ladley Urkin, the textile merchant. Well, that's fancy. Okay, let Ladley. Ladley. <clears throat> oh, hush up. It's our turn. And Groom pulls the wagon forward. You've been waiting in the queue. Uh, the other person is just sort of jacking their jaw, talking to the guard. I did not think that's what you were going to fucking say. Yes, they were cranking their hog in front of God and everyone. (laughs) (laughs) On the side of their wagon, it says sicko wagon. (laughs) (laughs) This wagon's for fuck freaks. Oh, my God. (laughs) He closes his eyes. I put my hands over Finny's eye. Madam Al is going to push up forward to the front of the wagon and, and make sure she's sitting next to Groon, whatever it takes to make sure that Soren is not going to talk to these guards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you approach, the guard looks up and says, or sorry, looks at Groon and says, ah, you must be in town for the tournament, huh? Big muscles like that. A lot of people would love a chance to see the Red Lady's treasure vaults, not to mention picking a treasure from it. And Groom goes, I am Moon, and this is my compatriot, Miss Urkin. (laughs) Madamel kind of pats Groon on the shoulder as a good job. He Uh, is sweating. (laughs) Oh, me too. Sword is sitting in the wagon, like, just leaking. (laughs) Uh, yes, indeed. We are here for the tournament, although uh, we will not be participating. We are just just traveling merchants here to to share our wares with the folks who are here for the tournament. Well, if you insist, you're the one missing out on the treasure, not me. And he winks. 
It's very odd. This is a weird guard. I don't know what I'm doing here, but he's a weird guard. Sorry, I can't stop thinking about the sicko wagon. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's he says, do you mind if I check your wares, make sure everything's on the up and up? Standard procedure, I assur- assure you. I don't see why not. Do we have wares? I made a point to mention that she did bring a lot of clothes, like tons of clothes. Yes. That's true. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've got a wagon full of clothes. And he looks through your stuff and looks at you, Sora, and goes, Hello, sir. I assume you're here to help sell the textiles? Yes. Before Soren can speak anymore, Finny goes, Yes, he is. And I'm the apprentice. Right. Didn't ask. Thank you. Silas. I put my hand out to shake his hand. He looks at your hand and then looks at you sweating and goes, Are you feeling unwell, citizen? He has a condition. Yes, he's a very moist man. Uh, Silas here covers our accounting. Yes. Ah, a traveling accountant. A noble profession. And Groon goes... (laughs) And I'm Moon. He takes care of the horses. <laughs> Just looks at him for a second and goes, once again, didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> and after rifling through the clothes, and I think he, what do you keep in the chest with a hollow bottom? The gun. Do you keep it locked? Uh, probably. We have the capability to lock it, then I'd say we probably yeah. locked it. Okay. Let's see how thorough this guard is. So, someone give me highs or lows. Highs. You guys lucked out, and he's apparently in a good mood <laughs> because he just sort of looks at the clothes and then goes, yep, that seems about right, and steps out of the back of the wagon and says, next, and sort of waves, waves you guys in. Okay. Soren has been holding himself, like, absolutely stock still this whole fucking time. And as you guys pass through, you see the population tick up from 6,714 to 6,720. Grushtal is a sizably larger place than Grishtal sort of points of interest is like there's everything that a growing town needs. Like there's smiths and farriers and, you know, various merchants along the way and stuff. This place seems to be kind of touristy. Like there's signs for attractions. (laughs) Uh, These things include the, quote, Museum of the Glorious History of Erzbedia. There is a poster up for the Batcave Tavern. Uh, and then there's also, uh, in the distance, you can see these clouds of reddish smoke going up and you see ads that say, take a tour of the Bloodroot Bottling Company. And of course, almost everywhere along every street, there is a small wheat pasted sign on like a clock tower or a lamppost that just reads Gustav's grimy gizmos and gugas. (laughs) So is this town more like... Grishtal was more wood and and dirt and and stucco. Is this more stone? Uh, This is stone, and everywhere you look, there's some sort of, like, small clockwork technology, whether, like, the fact that there's a bunch of clocks around, the 
sign that was on the outer wall. It is on a next level of technology mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. comparatively. Like you went from, you know, more of 15th century town to somewhere closer to what Helvetier feels like. Okay, well, this is more like it if I do say so myself. It's pretty fancy here, yeah. Why don't I need to know the time so much? Too many (laughs) clocks around. (laughs) I don't get it. Just look at the sky. We should probably find um, lodging first, yes? Perhaps we ought to find some kind of inn that is a little more out of the way. Yes. An inn that is out. Very clever. Thank you. I see a lot about this place called the Bat Cave. I mean, sounds pretty cool, right? But if it's advertised, it's not going to be much out of the way, is it? Well, I mean, we can we can do some looking around, I guess. Uh, there's also a bunch of signs up for the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are the details? If you grab one of the posters about, mm-hmm. uh, it says, five challenges, one winner, enter now. It's very bare bones. Oh, uh, yeah. Prizes listed. First prize is your choice of one item from the Red Lady's vault. The Red Lady being, this is something you know, it's Lady uh, Anastasia Erzbet. Mm-hmm. And then first, second, and third prizes is an invitation to the Red Lady's decennial ball. Ooh. Oh. <gasps> Tournament? Tournament, 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 tournament. It, it certainly doesn't hurt to weigh our options. Madame L is going to wave somebody down. Uh, ex- excuse me, good sir. Hello. <laughs> Could you point us into the in the direction of of an inn, or do you do you have many inns here? We haven't. We're, I'm afraid we're first time visitors. Batcave's the only place in town, governor. What is this accent? It's gone. It's gone. I am a normal man now. Normal person. (laughs) I apologize. There was some sort of cockney frog stuck in my throat. This is another Warforged. Uh, Like the Warforged guard you guys met so long ago uh, outside Helvetir. Do not ask how my throat works. I will not explain. The (laughs) only inn in town is the Batcave citizen. Ah. Uh, Thank you for your time. Room for all who travel. Very good. That way, and he points. <laughs> well, it looks like you'll get your wish after all, Groon. Hell oh, yeah. excuse me, Moon. That's right, I'm Moon. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just looks up at you guys and goes, okay, and walks away. <laughs> I assume that we had moved past him, but okay. Oh, I don't know. He was walking alongside us. Yeah. <laughs> we he were going in the helpful. same direction. Yeah. It's like that awkward thing when you're both going to leave, but then you go in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we're done talking to each other, but then you keep running into them in the grocery store. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. bad. Uh, what he pointed out, by the way, is a seven-story tall building. Oh, my gosh. Uh, which towers over a majority of the small city of Grushtal. What's it look like? Uh, it is made of solid stone. Uh, as you guys approach, you see that it has... You know your your general gothic shit, uh, like carved gargoyles on the oh. corners and balconies, and your flying buttresses, and oh. insert other words here. Um, <laughs> Architecture. <laughs> uh, it does have several entrances, but the main entrance has a large sign over it that reads "The Bat Cave," and it has a 
painting of a black hole, presumably a cave entrance with bats flying out of it. Okay. Wow. Oh, I, uh, well, I like the look of it. Um, it's a little over the top, but... Yeah, it really seems like they're going with a theme here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm well, I'm quite observant. My name is Moon. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a stable next to there where we can deposit our horrible monster horses? Or is there a sh- what's it called? Not a chauffeur. Chauffeur. Uh, what's it called? A valet. Valet. Yeah. That is certainly something that would be available. Like, there's a stable hand or whatever who can take your horses. Okay. Okay. Is there a spot to deposit our cart, too? Yeah. That would go within their stables. They have a fairly large uh, set of stables near it. Okay. I take the chest with me. Yeah. I mean, Madame L is going to have valets carry everything up because she doesn't want her finery left in the cart. But uh, to the valet, she'll say... Now, be careful with Buttercup and Buttercup 2. They have been a bit nippy lately. Uh, I I would not put them with other horses. Please, thank you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) They also, um, they need, um, Finny, the arrangement you made. I am the carer of the horses. And they are on a strict diet because they're fancy special horses. They eat, they eat only the most precious of meats. The, the what? It doesn't. Any meat will be fine. <laughs> All right, meat-eating horses. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. That's weird as hell, and I like it. Also, I'll just stable them with the other meat-eating horses. It's a real problem around here. Oh, I see. Now, I do have to question Buttercup and Buttercup 2. Yes, that's their names. You can also call them Buttercup and Buttercup Jr., or Tui. I sometimes call her Tui. Wait, when do you do that? Just all, all the time. Yeah, Soren, you've never noticed. <laughs> Madame L's like real close with the horses. It's, I'll be honest with you, a little weird. <laughs> There's nothing weird about. Anyway, come on, let's go. Let's go, let's go get. Let's... I understand, Madame L. And, and Wallace and Thaddeus sit on my head and nod. All right, let's go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I also so want to guys... make sure we tip this goblin. Okay. This Who's goblin gets them? a tip. What's a good tip for the goblin? Like a gold piece. Okay, a tip I, for the goblin. I mean, you can do less, but it's just easier no, to deal I'll with do everything gold. with gold pieces. I'll do a gold piece. Thank you uh, very much for your time. <clears throat> well, thank you, kind sir. Yeah, so you guys head in. Uh, you are stopped at the door by a bouncer. Oh. Who says... Can I take your uh, weapons and coats and what have you? We- we- weapons? Yeah, like your friend there's big old pull arm and your sickle thing. And I got my crossbow away, so. I, uh... You know, any weapons you have. It's, it's just standard but procedure. We got a lot uh... of people in here. Where do you put it? We got a weapon check. Just need your names oh. and weapons. Okay. Finny hesitantly hands over his precious sickle. <laughs> his old rusty sickle. <laughs> yes, it is rusty and uh-huh. the the wooden handle is like crumbling. <laughs> and uh name. Um Madame I'll bumps Finny. Finn. Understood. Finn. We'll keep it safe for you. 
and Grun hands over his glaive and goes, Man, you sound a lot <laughs> like me. Uh, name is Moon. The guy goes, Yep, got it, Moon. You too. Uh, any weapons? Um, I, I, I keep, um, uh, a small, um, uh, knife on my, my person for, for, um, uh, eating and, um, whittling, um, do you, uh... But knives aren't weapons. Come on now. Everybody's (laughs) got a knife. Okay. Do I need to roll a deception check? Yes, you do. (laughs) Because you have not one knife, but six. I have six knives and a crossbow disassembled and a gun. Madame Owl just says, uh, I don't have any weapons. I like to travel light. Um, I, what was this, persuasion? No deception. Oh, deception. Okay, that's you're a lying. 13. I am lying badly. I got a 13. Okay, he's going to go ahead and incite. He got a two. <laughs> nice! I rolled a, a three plus six, so. You got a 15 on the die. Oh. <laughs> In the case of yours, he says, really? You did come in through the forest, right? And you don't carry a weapon? Oh, I think she's caught. Um, oh, ah, that's right. I'm sorry. I, uh, here's my, my cane. It has a small knife in it. A <laughs> knife. <laughs> and, uh, your name? Letterly. Understood. We'll keep it held special for you, Letterly. And he, uh, undoes your cane <laughs> sword, pulls out the blade and goes, yeah, that's more than a small blade. You, uh. You could have gotten some bad trouble with this. Anyway. I forget it's in there sometimes. My apologies. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, go on through. That cane sword was Madame L's spell focus. Oh. Unless you want to allow this glowing eyeball on my head to be my new spell focus, which I'm totally fine with. I mean, that's fine. That thing can also be cut out if I really okay. want to take it away. Like, spell focuses really aren't that big a deal. Yeah. But also, I have ways to take them back. Unfortunately for you guys, it involves uh, mutilation on the, <laughs> for the most part, considering Soren is a walking spell focus. But yeah, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, I have. if someone takes my spell focus, I have a bigger problem than not <laughs> being able to cast spells. Yeah, the lack of skin's real bad, huh? Okay. Oh, yeah. Can I tip the guy who checked our stuff, too? Thank, thank you very much. He looks at you, and he uh, says, thank you. Like the hair. Oh, um... It's a new thing I'm trying. Isn't it luscious? <laughs> I shake it slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a room is going to be 10 gold a night for a room for the four of you. Yeah, because this is a nice place. It's a nice place. It's also the only place to stay. Yeah, so they can charge whatever the fuck they want. Yes. Whenever you talk with the uh, concierge or whatever, he does mention that uh, those who enter the tournament stay for free and are provided three free drinks per day in the Batcave Lounge, which is oh. in the basement. Tournament. Um, Tournament. And we're in front of the front desk right now after the he mentioned that, and I'm just, mm-hmm. Tournament. Tournament. Ha-ha. All ages are welcome, <laughs> including small, bloodthirsty children. Oh. You are a child, right? Yes. Well, yes. a teen. I'm a teen. Finny looks at Mademelle and Soren and Groon, like, wiggling his eyebrows. She'll turn to the uh, person behind the counter and say, We are debating whether or not to enter the tournament, but 
but for now we can pay full price. Understandable. And he hands over your room key and you're fine. Uh, I should mention this place has elevators, so you don't have to go up and down the stairs. Oh my gosh. Are there elevators in Helvetier? Has Finny ever seen this sort of technology? There's elevators. I would say that there are any certain few buildings, but probably never where anywhere Finny's been. Wow. What about Soren? Has Soren been on an elevator? I always imagine I have to take a really, really long elevator ride to get to Vonastor's office. Oh no, he makes people walk. Oh, but there is an elevator, right? Oh yeah, but it's it's for him, and for <laughs> like moving freight. Mm-hmm. It's it's driven not by gears and cogs, but like ten imps that just have to push the whole thing up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they have elevators in the non-technological sense, but in the magical sense. Mm-hmm. But it's all just horrible. It's all just bad. Like some places have elevators that are pulled by uh. Just like beasts of burden, some sort of hell beasts, that kind of system. It's it's not very good. Elevator talk. Enthralling. Madame L isn't particularly impressed with the elevator. What is our room like, though? Uh, your room's decent. It has that same sort of cold stone feel that the rest of the design has, but it is actually relatively warm. Like, you have a personal fireplace Ooh. Uh, and a balcony. Do we have a personal and- bath? <gasps> yes. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yes, there are baths with hot water. Oh. Holy cow. Madame L opens the door to the bathroom and just stares. <laughs> it's, it's been like... A silent tear. Like a month and yes. a half since she's actually had a good bath. Mm-hmm. Soren's pretty excited, but I'll probably let you go first. <laughs> you guys are staying on the third floor, by the way. Okay, okay. I just rolled randomly. It doesn't matter at all, really, other than <laughs> unless you guys want to, I guess, jump off the balcony for an escape or something. That's important, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a balcony? Yeah. Oh, cool, so I can go smoke a cigarette pensively. Yep, you sure can. There are, of course, a brand of uh, fantasy ciggies called Nathraxi Spirits. Um, <laughs> it has real spirits in it. There's real ghost particles in there. Mm-hmm. We've RP'd our way into a hotel room, everyone. Good job. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good job. We've done it. We've done it. Um, I actually want to give um, Madame L one of my daggers if she wants it. Uh, Madame L will brush you off. She has her hat pin or still. Oh, oh okay. Um, Finny does grabby hands at Soren. Okay. <laughs> Finnegan. Um, yeah? No, no, no. That kid's name is Finn. Right. Sorry, M- Moon. That is correct. <clears throat> Silas. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Finn. We're so good at this. Yes? Just be careful, okay? Don't get caught with it. Hey, at least you keep your daggers clean, so, like, the kid's not gonna get tetanus like he could with that sickle he carries around. I mean, that's true. I, w- I meant been meaning to speak with you about that, but I don't know... If Finny can even get tetanus anyway. Why do I know what tetanus is? I don't know. I did a lot of reading while I was in that cage. Had to keep the book secret. <laughs> Where did you... No, you you never looked at the floor of that cage, did you? I pasted all the pages to the ground. Had to walk around to read it. It was real fucked. Hentai everywhere! 
No, you're thinking the sicko wagon. I think that's out in the stables. <laughs> well, you know, actually, if you want to give that to Grin, that's okay. I've got these. Finny, uh, pats his trusty horns. True. And I don't know how many fights we're going to get into inside of the hotel, so I think we're okay. I would hope none, but I'm just kind of paranoid because I've still got all of my weapons. Yes, you do. As much as I I would like to try to push the story along, Madame L would definitely go take a bath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. This is the, this is the filler arc. It's good. Finney's rolling around on the bed. He's all dirty. He's covered in dirt, and he's <laughs> rolling around on the bed. I'm, that's his bed, you know? Like, that's they can do what they want with it. <laughs> actually, since Madame L is in the other room, I actually wanted to talk to Finney about something. Yes? Um, so, uh, Finn? Um, Ugh. I wink. Ugh. I, no, I don't like how I ended up as Silas Burno, but... Anyway, um, um, uh, um, I actually wanted to, um, talk to you about something important, um, if you're not busy, I look around because there's nothing going on. (laughs) Finny's just rolling around on the bed with Thaddeus and Wallace. They're rolling around on a pillow. Mm-hmm. Groon is checking through the uh, drawers in the nightstand as well as the uh, wardrobe. I wanted to um, talk to you about your pendant, your necklace. Mm, yes. It is ob- obviously very... Um, Shiny. Yes, and... Pretty. But pot- Yes, and, and potentially um, immeasurably powerful and... Beyond value. Ah, yeah, that too, yeah. Yes, um, and I was... You cannot have it! No, I wouldn't ever take it from you, Finny. I'm worried because I... I have something someone wants, too. Oh! And... What is it? That's not important, um, but... Like I said, um... Meftil wants it back, and he wants to take it from me. Rude. And I am concerned that there may be other forces who want to take the pendant from you. Hmm. Well, I haven't met anyone yet. Just a nice tree man. What? Nothing. Fair enough. Um, but please be careful, and it wouldn't be a bad idea to... Um, hide it on your person. Hide it? But it's so pretty and shiny! I, I know, but it will still be just as pretty and shiny, um, under your shirt, um, and you'll know that it's there being pretty and shiny, and it's not advertising to anyone who might want to steal it just because it's pretty and shiny, Mm. and someone who might want to take it because... Is this a big city tip? Uh... In general, um... Mm, big city thieves. You know, I was one of those once. A big city thief? Yeah. Do I feel like Finney's taking anything I just <laughs> said seriously at all? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I mean, that one's up to you two to decide, I guess, but 
I will say is a third party observer, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I think fit so Finney will put the pendant like underneath his shirt and cloak. But yeah. But, only because he thinks you're telling him that there's pit pockets in the city. <laughs> That's good good enough for now. Hey, you guys reckon that we just sort of do our business off the balcony? or I did not see an outhouse whenever we were down there. Is there a bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could. I think it might get us um, expunged. Um, from our current lodging situation, <laughs> and considering it's the only place to stay in the entire city, um, there's a bathroom. Yeah, a room with a bathroom, I saw that, but there's no, like, are you telling me to shit in the tub? No, no, Grun, um, yes. Is the water closet in the same room as the bathroom, or is it separate? Uh, Victorian fact check, was it? Um, a lot of, it depended, but... Uh, a lot of people had just like you know the pots, chamber pots. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but we're in fantasy world, so we have a, a, <laughs> our own toilet, and Grun can use yeah. it. Basically, yeah. Why don't we have? We our don't own need toilet? to discuss where Grun is going to shit anymore. Well, well, it's a good thing you brought it up because he was going to shit off the balcony, but you know. Okay. Well, I'm glad he didn't. Um, water closets behind that door. Right, you closet with the water in it, just like a stream. Here it's, I go. It's it's pretty intuitive. <laughs> he opens the door and goes, Huh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> and he just starts pulling the chain and flushing repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> That's something, huh? You think they got a little spirit in there? or What's making it do that? I cast Detect Magic on the toilet. <laughs> it's a toilet. It's it's uh, no magic there. Um, can I actually look around at the rest of the room? Look, yeah. detect magic on? Is anything pinging me? Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, you would certainly detect magic, like, as far as lighting for the room. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, what is essentially an ever-glowing lamp type of deal. Uh-huh. That if you go up and inspect, you see that it's just engraved with tap, as in the action tap. Oh, oh, it's a touch it's lamp? A touch lamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm going to turn the lights on and off again. <laughs> oh, my God. We are just dumbfounded okay. by this technology as Madame L takes a bath. Madame L comes out of the bathroom and sees Soren turning the lights on and off, Groon flushing the toilet, and Finny rolling around on the bed, I assume. <laughs> Glad to see everyone's having a good time. Well, it's it's really fascinating. It seems like a really unnecessary expense to light the entire building this way, but... Hey, literally, you think there's a little guy in there spitting out the water or what? N no. Are we certain? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, I had to uh, use it, if you'll excuse me. And he shuts the door. <laughs> okay. So, Soren's taking a bath. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just loving it. All that hair, though. Jesus Christ. I think I want Finny time, too, since Soren got it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets a little Finny time. Madame Al is going to go out onto the balcony and say, Come along, Finnegan. Oh, another talk. I'm learning all the things today. I'm an apprentice. She's going to lean over the balcony and kind of look at the... She wants to observe the city and observe the castle now that, that we can get a good look at it. The castle is off in the distance, but it's like this huge 
huge castle uh, that sort of looms over the countryside uh, up on this cliff top. But you can't see a whole lot mm. from the distance because you're literally a couple miles or more out or whatever. We didn't really do scale, but you can see it. And it seems to have a darker set of clouds around it compared to... Well, I should say that now that it's basically nighttime, uh, it has cleared up the uh, cloud coverage has, but there's still clouds looming over the castle. Mm -hmm. Um, Other points of interest you can see, on top of one building that is about two stories tall, you see a giant metal head that you recognize because it's Gustav's. (laughs) (laughs) That every now and again, the top half will lift up like it's snapping its jaws uh, and the eyes of the head are uh, beaming out the shop name which is Gustav's Grammy Gizmos and Gugas <laughs> in a colorful display that sort of floats in front of the shop that slowly transitions through the entire rainbow. Wow. <laughs> Towards the northern end of town there's a large kind of squat factory uh, that is emitting those plumes of dark reddish smoke and then there's also a more refined looking stone building to the east that you can see that is presumably the museum. Like it's one of the the bigger buildings that has uh, big stained glass windows and just an air of elegance about it, I should say. Mm. Fancy. Okay. Madame L is is kind of staring out at all of this and looking up at the castle, kind of weighing her, her options. Now... We may enter the tournament, but I, I'm i not so sure. I, I think it would be rather counterproductive to, to make ourselves known. But in any case, I think if we do, you need to keep something in mind that's been happening quite a bit with you. What? Now, you, you did a good job at, at the wagon out back there in the forest. You... You made those flowers bloom, and you healed me, oh, and you, yeah. you took care those of, of those those dreadful little plants. But you also sent me rocketing out the back of a wagon. <laughs> Finny tries not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. on several occasions, you have wrapped everyone up in vines, including myself and Mr. Soren. And if we were to enter a tournament, I would be afraid of something like that happening. Yeah, well, it always works out, though. No one's died, except for the people we want to die. <laughs> Damn! Madame L is, in, is, is, is perceptive and tactile and knows Finny well enough not to bother pestering them too much, but she'll say, just, just try to keep it in mind, would you? Yeah, I will. I just get... I just get so full of stuff. Maybe you ought to talk to Groon a bit sometime. He's also full of stuff, mostly rage, I think. And as you say that, the uh, bathroom door opens and he says, Nope, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for that setup. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still not convinced there's not a little guy in there, but, you know. So yeah, you finish up your bath and come out towel wrapped around your head, presumably. Mm-hmm. I've trimmed my nails again for all it's worth. By the time you were done uh, after trimming your nails and getting dressed again or whatever, mm-hmm. you come back out and they have grown slightly longer. <sighs> um. So, so what's the um? What is the plan, everyone? 
again, I, I wouldn't... I do think that an introduction to Lady Erspit, um could be extremely useful, as she may be able to offer some small amount of protection, but unless there's a way for us to participate under um, aliases, uh, we'll double... Uh, Wait, hold on. Are you no longer going to be Silas? I could... I could still... Well, no, it would be... I'm Soren, pretending to be Silas, pretending to be someone else. Well, in any case, I think that all of this hinges on whether or not Lady Erzbit has any... any love for Meftil. We could get in her good graces and get near to her, but we don't know what their relationship is like. So how about we go poke our noses around the cocktail bar, see if, if anyone's lips are loose this evening, and, and maybe we'll, we'll learn something. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted to check, I guess I wouldn't know with, mm-hmm. with Meftil, what was Lady Erzbet's, um relationship with, what's his name, Lord P-Man, what, uh, Ur- Urius? <laughs> Urius? <laughs> yeah. P-Man? Um, you you would have known that certainly they're all vaguely trying to expand their lands. Like yeah. that's they're all hungry for more territory, but that's not uncommon. Okay. But the way they go about it is not actively fighting or whatever. It oh, would be I didn't through think political so. plays that are just mm-hmm. above your head. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Mhm. Uh but yeah, if you guys want to make your way down to the uh Bat Cave Tavern mm-hmm. and the base of the Bat Cave Inn. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We take the elevator down. And he's rocking back and forth. <laughs> In the elevator. In the elevator. Oh, Finnegan, could you please? How do you guys think they get so many little guys to work all this stuff? Madam Al is miserable. <laughs> gotta be tiny. Like, they're little pixies or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Maybe they're gnomes or something. Soren gets dizzy on elevators, so he's leaning in a corner. The elevator operator uh, just sort of looks at all of you. <laughs> I didn't know there was an operator in here. Yeah, he's a very old man. <laughs> uh, Silas. Ah, charm. Can I just give him a gold, please? He takes it and uh, bites it with his three remaining teeth and goes, Oh my god. Mm, that's good gold. And puts it in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> you guys get down. And uh, the elevator operator says, Welcome to the Bat Cave Tavern. And opens the door. I'm allowed, right? I I really don't know. Okay, that means yes. Thank you. And uh, yeah, you guys walk into what is essentially a large cavern. Whoa. Mm. Stalactites, stalagmites, that kind of deal. There is a long bar running against the back wall uh, with various kegs and what have you. Yeah, a standard bar setup kind mm-hmm. of deal. And manning the bar is a large gargoyle. Whoa! Um, and there's various people sitting around. I would say this whole area is probably about mm, 60 feet across or so. 
like mm-hmm. pretty big. So is this guy like stone or is he like fleshy? Easiest reference point and the one that will be most memorable <laughs> is he looks like Goliath from the Gargoyles cartoon. Okay. <laughs> it's just, okay, okay it's Gar- Goliath yes. from the Gargoyles cartoon. <laughs> he is wearing a, like he's wearing clothes, but. Yeah. yeah. This time. <laughs> That's on Wednesdays. Uh, It's actually Sicko Sundays, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, the place is lit by guttering torches, and it's a very, like, a more chill environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And people are sitting around drinking. Fancy. It's a little hokier than you're thinking, I think. Okay, okay, Mm -hmm. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Where there's definitely, like, you know, fake bats carved into things (laughs) and fucking whatever. Like, or maybe real bats up there. I don't know. The the cavern ceiling's kind of high up. Mm-hmm. One thing that Madame L is thinking about as she kind of moves her way towards this bar is like mm-hmm. we've already established we know that there is like an association with vampires in this mm-hmm. town. Like, does she see any vampires? <coughs> like, I think she would be looking around for like, do the vampires uh, associate with? Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay, everybody can. 18 plus one. Oh, yeah. A uh, 24. I'm perceiving things good today. Mm-hmm. I got a six plus one seven. I am can't see through my hair. Soren <laughs> is panicking because it's loud and there's so many conversations going on. Mm-hmm. Because of how this cavern is shaped, it's very hard to keep an eye on everyone at once. Oh, no. Both you, Madam L, and you, Finny, spot a vampire in the crowd. Like, oh. it is... Uh, Count Orlock looking motherfucker <gasps> but a, a bit more handsome okay like high cheekbones and stuff uh, shaved head and he's just hanging out he's he's talking to some people it's not a big deal he's just a guy yeah people are clearly talking to him and he's not hiding the fact that he has fangs and like weird spidery hands and okay talons and stuff like everyone knows that there are vampires in Urzbedia mm-hmm. yeah Okay, yeah, she just wanted to kind of catch the social dynamic there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Madame L will, will take a seat at the bar and and order a drink and a listen mostly. I think she wants to just kind of listen into people's conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Soren's going to have an actual alcoholic drink because it's going to fucking ruin him, but he's had a very, very bad series of days. Sure. So he deserves a beverage. The bartender walks up and you see he is wearing a name tag that says Owner Operator Mayor Stradovnaz Slab. Welcome to my bar. What can I get for you? It's a it's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Slab. Uh what would you recommend? Our signature drink is the Sanguine Shooter, a mixture of sanguine sassoprilla and burnout vodka. Goes down smooth and keeps the party going. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds splendid. And for you, small one. Oh, no. Groon looks up and goes, yeah, I'll have the same. Oh. And can I get one of those, but no vodka for the kid? Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, because last time I was fooled. Yes, I would not. What sort of self-respecting bartender would allow a child to drink? Well, you know... There's all kinds. Yes, apparently. And for you, sweaty man with the beautiful hair. Oh, um, it's... It's a new look I'm trying, um... (laughs) (laughs) The hair, good. The sweat, not so much. Um, I'll have the, um, 
the special. Um, please, thank you. Sounds very good. Fantastic. Three specials, one virgin coming right up. And he walks away and grabs uh, some bottles that are clearly labeled Sanguine Sarsaparilla and pours about half mix of that in vodka. Damn. Uh, the vodka, of course, is uh, Death Meadow Vodka. Ooh. Burn up distilled. Wow. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, when he uncorks the bottle, a little gaseous white face pops out. That's, you know, that's quality stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. And he brings back, sets him down, goes to another customer. Uh, he does have little bitty gargoyles, like more cherubic ones that oh. are flying around uh, carrying drinks and tables <laughs> and stuff. Do we want to continue to sit here or should we? How about we take a central table here? Not against a wall or? Mm, no. And she'll <laughs> she'll go to a central table. Okay. okay. Yeah, you can get a table right next to the uh, dance floor and the bards who are performing. Oh, there's a dance floor. Yes, there is. Oh, Finny's going to dance. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll keep listening. I'll see if anyone's okay. You know, okay. you know, like in period dramas where they like are dancing but talking very loudly about like very private things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. There's certainly some people who are like ballroom dancing and waltzing and stuff. Yeah. There's currently the bards are playing a, a sort of spooky waltz. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. Finny's just yeah. twirling around by himself on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, what we can do in a situation like this is uh, they have a subset of rules in Xanthar's Guide where it's supposed to be a thing over a work week of whatever, but it's called carousing where it's basically it's the same deal. You're going around making information or trying to find out information or make contacts or whatever uh, using persuasion. So I will say that it's fine to use persuasion and that Madame L is actively going and talking up or talking to people. Now, we don't have to go through all of that where it's like, oh, I create a specific NPC that you're trying to get information from, at least not in this situation because the bar is crowded and like, Really, I don't want to come up with fucking 60 people to populate this bar for what is essentially one scene. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you can do persuasion. Investigation would work for uh, Soren. So if you want to come up with three sort of questions or points of interest you want to know about. Okay, that makes sense. I can tell you right now the good news is because the tournament is like the talk of the town and why a lot of people are actually here, you can pick up stuff pretty easily. Nice. So I am going to run down the basics for you because the, you don't need to do a roll to pick up certain things just from listening around to conversations. Okay. Uh, basically about the tournament. Um, in regards to that, there are... Obviously, there are five challenges. It is over five days. It'll be starting three days from now, and the tournament is held once every decade... Uh, and has been for the past 300 years. Jeez. And there's always some sort of fight involved at some point. There, There's always, like, a, some sort of trial by combat. Okay. But everything else varies. Like, a decade ago, they had an obstacle course. 20 years ago, they had, you know, a race. Stuff like that. So it, it all varies. Gotcha. They change it up every year so that people can't plan too much ahead. So it is a fair chance some other discussion is going on of well what if they switch it up like they did 30 years ago where we would have to fight each other 
oh, that God. kind of thing. So that is something that can occur. That's terrifying. Okay. Uh, as far as what the Red Lady has in her vaults, a lot of things. Some of it is certainly scuttlebutt and hearsay, where it's like, oh, well, they have something that can resurrect a loved one or whatever. And it's like, that's kind of, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, arms, armor. There's a dragon uh, in there. <laughs> magical items. Like, yeah, someone claims that there's a dragon in there. And you can <laughs> claim it as uh, your servant if you win or shit like that or Okay, okay. And is that true? Not really certain, but it seems kind of a bit much <laughs> for a tournament that anyone can enter. Well, I've, I've, at this point, I've been twirling around and dancing and stuff, and I, mm -hmm. I look at Groon and I motion Groon to the dance floor. He sort of looks back and forth and then does like a pointing at himself thing. I nod my head vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, chugs his drink. And then snaps at one of the uh, gargoyles flying by and orders another and chugs it <laughs> and then comes out and is the most uncoordinated dancer. In the world. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll roll for him. Okay, we'll okay, see how his yeah. performance is. Maybe he practiced like when he was all alone. Maybe. I <laughs> don't know. Dance like nobody was watching. I will warn you, his charisma is an eight. So. Oh, I know all about that. Uh, not too bad. 11. So he got a 10 total. Wow. He dances okay, but I think he's a little offbeat. We're having fun together. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, Madame Mel sits down with Soren for a minute and kind of listens around uh, and then decides that it's just far too loud to really gather anything that way. So she mm -hmm. begins to kind of schmooze around. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are some card games going, some dice games and stuff at individual tables. Mm -hmm. It's not anything, like, official. They're just, you know, playing between friends. And then there are just people sitting around or standing around or stuff. Okay. Um, the first thing she's looking for, she kind of, at first, kind of sticks to her story. And she is looking around for kind of details about the tournament, but specifically, like, kind of backdoor opportunities regarding like because she's billing herself as a merchant so she's looking for mm -hmm. opportunities to be made around the tournament and then she's also saying that she hasn't like she hasn't been here very much she's not too familiar mm -hmm. with these lands specifically and so she kind of asks for like does she need to be mindful about the like relationships between the two like Meftil and Erzbit you know what I mean like mm -hmm. and then finally I think her ears are always open even if she doesn't want them to be for people looking for help with spooky things okay, okay. yeah go ahead and roll as she gets up to do this from the table since she knows what she's doing she's going to cast guidance on herself okay yep which is good because I only rolled a two <laughs> Uh, but mm. that's a two plus eight persuasion, and then I add a d4 to that. Four. Uh, Fourteen. Okay. Uh, Fourteen is not too bad. No. I, I mean, especially coming from a two. <laughs> yeah, as far as the uh, tournament goes, there's certainly an illicit betting ring uh, that starts basically once the tournament starts up and the uh, list of contestants is shown mm -hmm. uh, as far as who will advance to what and when. Uh, so that is certainly something where you could gamble on yourself 
Mm-hmm. You hear from one of the seedier corners of the room, maybe just as you're walking past, uh, it sounds like someone maybe trying to organize a hit with someone who's already listed for the tournament. Mm. Um, so that's another thing you can do if you want to try and pay someone off to kill a competitor. <gasps> uh, so that's that's a thing. Okay. What were your other two questions? Remind me. Um, the second one, trying to figure out the relationship between... Meptil and Earth. Yeah. That, that's right. And, uh, yeah, but I was going to ask like, that too if you did. This is a huge tournament. Is like mm-hmm. it, potentially Meptil could just be there watching. You know what I mean? I will say that... There is certainly talk of that, of any of the uh, various members of the Black Council showing up to attend and watch the tournament. Mm-hmm. Typically, it is just Lady Urzbet, but this is a kind of a larger tournament than past years because, you know, they've been going at the whole Cold War thing with Nethraxil for a bit. You mean with Helvetir? Or with Helvetir, yeah, for a bit. So this has a bigger draw because it's it's something good. Mm-hmm. Like it's something fun to watch. Uh, so that is a possibility, but most likely if they are showing up, you probably won't see them. Uh, they'll have a personal viewing box or be scrying. Oh, uh, yeah. More likely, uh, depending on, you know, their varying levels of power and payment. We won't see them, but they could see us. Mm-hmm. Right. But certainly the the uh, Lady Ears bit shows up because it's it's like her thing that she runs. Yeah. And based on everything discussed, it seems like the people around town, or at least in this bar, look fondly upon her, uh, which is I don't know. I, I guess I don't know what your guys' preconceived notions were, but like She's pretty well liked, so the chance of her showing up and being able to see her and stuff is cool. You don't really hear a lot about Urzbet and Methtel, mm-hmm. other than what seemed to be some more prideful uh, Urzbetians saying that Methtel's getting a little too big for his britches. In regards to what they were talking about, a border dispute that is further down the river, uh, more towards Helvetir in which it seemed like there was a small sort of scuffle over territory uh, where the river curves more towards Urzbetia and away from Meftil's lands. Uh, he was trying to reclaim territory or, or just claim territory. Mm-hmm. And then as far as spooky stuff in town, <laughs> I, I mean, you got a gargoyle bartender. The person who owns the lands is a vampire, like... There's probably one ghost floating around the bar. Well, I meant more specifically, like, people requiring help. I don't know if they'd talk about that necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not at the bar. Yeah, yeah. From what you're hearing, it either sounds like a capital P problem, like a horde of werewolves attacking a neighboring town, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or, like, their uncle's haunting them, and it's kind of a pain in the ass, but he's, like, not really doing anything. He's just sitting at their table and drinking their beer by spilling it on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, that's a lot of information. You gained a fair amount, and hey, at least you uh, didn't get any fist fights with anyone or something, so, you know. Yeah. And Sorkin. Uh, Because well, Madame L already asked the first question that I wanted to know was if there's any talk about the relationship between Lady Ursbet and Meftil. Mm. I mean, if Soren's still sitting at the table, like, because that's our our 
and it seems to be Soren's primary concern. I, Madame Elle could convey mm-hmm. that that information, and Soren, being a bit more of a country boy, uh, mm-hmm. might be oh, able to. Oh, I'm not going to talk to them. Okay. I'm just going to watch their conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Madame Elle might might nod over that way to to give Soren a tip. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, can I can I watch their conversation first? Uh, like I said, it basically goes over what Madame L heard. They're still sort of commiserating about this, uh, but they do talk about how they liked Urius better. Mm-hmm. He seemed to get along better with Lady Irsbit. At, at the very least, he understood his place and his lands and did mm-hmm. not encroach and, you know, kill their neighbors, basically. Mm-hmm. And they also discuss that, you know, he's kind of like a nobody. Yeah. Like, Urius was known his, for his great magics and his immense skeletal hordes mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that he used to fight off the enemy. But mm-hmm. Meftil's barely seen and seems to work as through intermediaries. Okay. Certainly not a man of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the second question is, I want to know if there's been any discussion of her having in her possession or in her vaults um, any item or items that prevent, like, remote viewing or scrying or possession. All right, that's something to keep in mind. And your final question? I'm not sure how I want to phrase this, because basically it's like, Soren wants to get himself, like, looked at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, basically. You're looking okay. for a black market doctor. But not like, but like magical doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Because of what happened with Finny, he's pretty freaked out. Mm-hmm. And just things just kind of keep occurring and he doesn't really know what's going on and it's kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm doing... What am I doing? Insight? Investigation. Ooh, yeah. Hachimachi. Okay, I got a 17 plus 8. Uh, 7.25. As far as um, something that can shield you from scrying, you can kind of parse with how much it's talked about, or at least from uh, one discussion from one of the corner tables where it's a more whispered discussion, Mm -hmm. uh, that these people seem fairly certain. Like, yeah, I could have you do an insight on them, but like with the sort of vigor they're talking about it, uh, they seem fairly certain that there's some sort of ring or scroll or amulet or something that should be able to prevent that. Mm-hmm. But they're not sure if it's something that Lady Urzbit will give up from the vault. Because all of whatever you request from her vault mm-hmm. has to be approved by her. Yeah, for sure. I forgot what my last question was. What was my last question? Oh, somebody's some, trying to find someone to have me looked at. Uh, Gustav. <laughs> um, is it just Gustav? He generally corners the market on magical anything as far as selling, buying, trading. Mm-hmm. Mostly because no one can beat his prices or his stock. Okay. But yeah, you could try and really hunt down some sort of magical practitioner, but you're generally not going to find them in Grushtal and you're probably not going to find them unaligned to 
certain forces. Yeah, I was just, because it's like, I don't really trust Gustav, but Gustav is also, as far as I'm aware, a neutral party. He just wants to make money. Well, I mean, yeah, Gustav has booming businesses, essentially, in two of the countries you've been in, so he must yeah. be doing something pretty okay. <laughs> yeah. And also, he must be pretty good at playing the neutrality card, which mm -hmm. I guess makes Gustav a war criminal because he's a magical arms dealer, but, you know. You know, just a little food for thought. Gustav <laughs> is a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, after I find out this information... I drink my drink really fast, and I'm very drunk. Um, you are very drunk and very energized. <laughs> if Finny sees that Madame L and Soren are done with their investigations, uh, mm -hmm. he's going to invite them to come dance with him and Groon. Groon is currently uh, a bit more sloppily dancing with a drink in each hand held over his head, <laughs> and he just sort of nods his head up at you guys to come on in. <laughs> Is the spooky waltz still playing? Uh, no, it's moved on to something with a bit faster of a beat. You could always request it. Sure, we'll do an encore spooky waltz. I'll allow that, I guess. We'll make it roll for it or anything. Groon tries to waltz one-handed, which I don't think works very well, <laughs> but he does set down one of his drinks for you guys. Wow. Well, he downs it and then just sort of tosses the glass in the air and one of the gargoyles snatches it out of the air. <laughs> Finny's trying to waltz with Madame L, but keeps stepping on her feet. Uh, oh, with his horrible little hooves. Soren is going to, doesn't want to dance. He's so full of energy. I know. So he's going to levitate up to the ceiling and look at the bats and figure out if they're real or not. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the bats look back at you. Hey. Uh, I think that Groon, seeing that you guys are about to leave, gestures to one of the gargoyles and asks them to fly up and ask Soren to come down. <laughs> A little gargoyle flaps up to you and goes, Oh, hey. Hey, uh, yeah, your friends are leaving. I'm Silas. Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, we generally don't have, we're generally the only flyers here, so like. Oh, uh, so upstairs. Too, too far up, break, breaking the rules? It's not really breaking the rules. It's just kind of it's kind of weird, you know? You, your dwarf friend was pretty insistent that you come back down. Okay, I'm coming, Moon. <laughs> I, I float back down. Groon grabs you by the hand and goes, Hey, uh, since when can you float? Oh, the bathtub. It was water was too hot. Soren, you had one drink. I... Did. <laughs> Welcome back to the end of the episode, everyone. Thanks for listening. Let us join hands to celebrate our patrons in a dark ritual. Mime mamo mu, mime mamo Thank you, Michael H, Mime Elise Mime W, Devin L, Angie T, and Carol W for your support. Thank you. Check out our Patreon and our link tree where all of our things are. We got lots of things, so many things. 
Tell us where you can find that. At bit.ly slash allnecromancers. Wonderful. <laughs> I will edit the next Goblin episode soon. And I'll put it up on our Patreon. And it will be there. Hold me to it. Gobbling up these nuts. Uh, <laughs> okay, bye. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. Goodbye. Bye.